story of a season. Second down and three. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him dart back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage, and he's got a touchdown. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Here's your host, Truman Chose. You're listening on WRFH Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Long before Joe Shiesty Burrow was even born, the Cincinnati Bengals were led by the legendary coach, Paul Brown. Brown had founded the team after being fired from his namesake, the Cleveland Browns. However, following a tight playoff loss, Brown decided to step down from his head coaching position. His choice of who would be the next coach of the Bengals would change NFL history. Many believed that Brown would choose his quarterback's coach, Bill Walsh, to succeed him. Walsh had proven especially good at grooming quarterbacks, including the Bengals' Ken Anderson. However, Brown chose offensive line coach Tiger Johnson instead. Walsh decided to leave the Bengals for better prospects elsewhere. Infuriated, Brown told Walsh that he would never be a head coach in the NFL. Brown would come to regret his decision, with Tiger Johnson canned before his third season even finished. The next coach failed as well, and the Bengals became a laughingstock with two four-win seasons in a row. Practices became lackadaisical, players had no focus, and Ken Anderson's skill degraded. In 1980, five years removed from their last playoff appearance, Brown decided to hire Forrest Gregg as head coach. Gregg had a reputation for toughness and discipline, which came from his time as an NFL lineman under Vince Lombardi, as well as his winning a battle with cancer just a few years before. While Greg never doubted the Bengals' talent, he was wary of their work ethic. He set out to build up the Bengals, especially Ken Anderson. In the first season, that didn't work well. However, a three-win streak in December gave them hope that Greg's system of discipline and order was beginning to pay dividends. Between that and newly designed striped helmets for the team, perhaps this was the beginning of a new era in Cincinnati. The beginning to the 1981 season brought mixed signals. Ken Anderson played so poorly in the first game that he was benched. His backup managed to lead the Bengals to a comeback victory. His wife would later say that had the next game been another home game, Anderson might have finally cracked under the pressure and thrown in the towel. However, the next game was in New York against the Jets. While the Bengals soon found themselves in another early deficit, Greg made the decision to keep Anderson in the game. But this time, Anderson came in clutch, leading the Bengals to a second comeback victory in a row. The Bengals would play some more close games over the next few weeks before finally establishing themselves as a contender by going undefeated in November and blasting their opponents, eventually finishing with a 12-4 record and the number one seed in the AFC. Their offense in particular was the key to their success. Ken Anderson overcame his anxieties and became one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, eventually winning MVP. Forrest Gregg had turned the team into one of the favorites to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Following their first playoff victory ever, the Bengals faced the San Diego Chargers in the AFC Championship. The Chargers had just defeated the Dolphins in the legendary Epic in Miami. They had to turn around and visit the frigid city of Cincinnati in January. Additionally, it soon became clear that this wasn't going to be a normal Midwestern wintry day. At kickoff, it was negative 9 degrees, but if adjusted for a wind chill of negative 59, it was easily the coldest game in NFL history. Multiple people were reported to have had heart attacks due to the cold. The Chargers quarterback had icicles in his beard by the game's end, and one player was so desperate for heat that he accidentally set himself on fire on an electric bench. 
and yet the NFL made them play, with the Bengals winning the Freezer Bowl 27-7 to reach their first Super Bowl. Facing the Bengals was the San Francisco 49ers, coached by none other than Bill Walsh. Despite Paul Brown's angry vow, Walsh had managed to land a coaching job, implementing a West Coast offense for his quarterback, Joe Montana. The 49ers were the only team to beat the Bengals since October. Would Bill Walsh's inside knowledge of Ken Anderson lead to another Niners win? In the first half, the pressure proved to be too much for Cincinnati, with several players admitting that the importance of the moment got to them, and the Niners took a 20 to nothing halftime lead. This deficit would prove to be too much, and the Niners won 26 to 21, leaving Bill Walsh with a sweet victory over the team who had rejected him, and the Bengals still searching for a championship 40 years later. This has been Story of a Season on WRFH Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.